Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The problems lurking in Hollywood's historic AI deal. The terms the Screen Actors Guild negotiated with Hollywood Studios put historic AI guardrails in place, but they may not be able to protect performers. By Will Bedingfield. Not everyone in Hollywood is happy with the film industry's historic AI deal. A provision allowing for the creation of digital replicas and synthetic performers could, critics argue, decrease the number of jobs available to both performers and crew. This, in turn, could allow big-name stars and their AI-generated clones to feature in multiple projects at once, pushing out emerging actors as Hollywood becomes awash with synthetic performers. Feelings are so strong that 14% of the national board of the Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, or SAG-AFTRA for short, actually voted against taking the deal to its general membership for ratification. Leaders of the Directors Guild of America and the Writers Guild of America, in contrast, overwhelmingly agreed to have their members accept the agreements they hammered out with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, or AMPTP. With their deal with the AMPTP, writers were trying to wrest control of a tool that could learn to draft original scripts or alter human-written scripts without permission. For actors, one of the key issues in the negotiations was different. AI could, they worried, steal their very likeness. Tight controls seem existentially necessary. In this agreement, there are indeed a lot of imagined uses going forward, both for minor characters, for major characters, and background actors says Joshua Glick, visiting associate professor of film and electronic arts at Bard College. That is part of why there's maybe more anxiety surrounding where the actors stand with AI versus the gains made for the writers. One of the loudest critics of the deal has been Family Ties actress Justine Bateman, who serves as an AI advisor to the SAG-AFTRA negotiating committee. In the days after SAG reached its tentative deal with the AMPTP, she posted a widely shared thread on X that ended with, Bottom line, we are in for a very unpleasant era for actors and crew. Bateman's biggest worry is the language in the agreement concerning synthetic performers, or AIs that resemble humans. This gives the studio's streamers a green light to use human-looking AI objects instead of hiring a human actor, she wrote on X. It's one thing to use generative AI to make a King Kong or a flying serpent, though this displaces many VFX CGI artists, 
It is another thing to have an AI object play a human character instead of a real actor. This, she argued, would be akin to Teamsters allowing their employer to use self-driving trucks instead of union drivers. How you regulate the characteristics of these synthetic performers is another quandary. A summary of the New Deal states that if a producer plans to make a computer-generated character that has a main facial feature, like eyes, nose, mouth, or ears, that clearly looks like a real actor, and they use that actor's name and face to prompt the AI system to do this, they must first get permission from that actor and agree on how this character will be used in the project. Actors can rely on the right of publicity, also known as likeness rights, to protect them if a studio clearly infringes on their image. But what about a synthetic performer that displays, say, the gravitas of Denzel Washington, but is not technically Denzel Washington? Could that be claimed as a digital replica, which the contract states requires consent to use? How easily will an actor be able to defend more nebulous traits? With some legal weight, a studio might argue that its AI performer is simply trained on the performances of great actors, like any budding thespian in much the same way a large language model digests great works of literature to influence the writing it turns out. Whether or not LLMs should be allowed to do this is a matter of ongoing debate. Where does that line lie between a digital replica and a derived look-alike that's close but not exactly a replica, says David Gunkel, a professor in the Department of Communications at Northern Illinois University who focuses on AI in media and entertainment. This is something that's going to be litigated in the future, as we see lawsuits brought by various groups as people start testing that boundary because it's not well defined within the terms of the contract. There are more worries concerning the vagueness of some of the contract's language. Take, for instance, the stipulation that studios do not need to seek consent if they would be protected by the First Amendment, e.g. comment, criticism, scholarship, satire, or parody, use in a docudrama or historical or biographical work. It's not hard to imagine studios, if they were so inclined, bypassing consent by classifying a use as satirical and using the U.S. Constitution as cover. Or take the discussion around digital alterations, specifically that there is no need to seek consent for a digital replica if the photography or soundtrack remains substantially as scripted, performed and or recorded. This could include changes to hair and wardrobe, says Glick, or notably, a gesture or facial expression. That in turn raises the question of AI's effect on the craft of acting. Will artists and actors begin to watermark AI-free performances or push anti-AI movements? Dogme 95 style? These worries begin to rehash older industry arguments about CGI. The precarity of performers makes them vulnerable. If an actor needs to pay the bills, AI consent and possible replication may one day be a condition of employment. Inequality between actors is also likely to deepen. Those who can afford to push back on AI projects may get more protection. Big-name actors who agreed to be digitally recreated can appear in multiple projects at once. There is a limit to what can be achieved in negotiations between guilds and studios, as actor and director Alex Winter explained in a recent article for Wired. Much like he noted for the WGA agreement, the deal puts a lot of trust in studios to do the right thing. Its overriding accomplishment, he argues, is continuing the conversation between labor and capital. It's a step in the right direction regarding worker protection. It does shift some of the control out of the hands of the studio and into the hands of the workers who are unionized under SAG-AFTRA, says Gunkel. 
I do think though because it is limited to one contract for a very precise period of time that it isn't something we should just celebrate and be done with. Thanks for listening to Wired. My name is Zeke Robison and for more stories just like this one, visit us at wired.com. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com business. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.